Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 49 of the Simply Teach podcast. Today, I am talking about things you can be doing right now during the summer to prep for the upcoming school year. And I'm thinking that I might have some new listeners here this week because I keep seeing tons of questions like this one. This is my first year of teaching. What should I be doing to get ready for the school year? Or what can I be doing on summer break to get ahead for the next year? Or this one, I'm new to teaching. Now what? Well, hey yo, I am here to help you out with that today. But if you're new here, let me give you a little information about me the host of this podcast. I'm Kelly Jackson, a former teacher of Littles, second and third graders, now an online teacherpreneur. I've heard of that word. Have you? Anyways, I stepped out of the classroom because of my husband's job moving us from our cozy little town in Texas to this beautiful city in Germany. We're here with our two dogs and obviously my husband for a couple years, and it's a great opportunity for me to work on what I'm passionate about, which is helping you, helping teachers. Also, while I'm recording, uh, if you're new here, you might hear some like jingles or like obnoxious breathing into the mic. That's my dogs because they don't know how to like sit still or be quiet. Uh, Yeah, so Milo and Scott get to hang out with me while I podcast record. So that's a little bit of background about me. Uh, I like to call myself a classroom organization and management coach because those things were my most successful areas of teaching and the things that I loved the most about teaching. So each week on the podcast and on my blog, I aim to share practical and helpful advice to help you organize your classroom and manage it well. Because I think both of those things, if you can have a well-organized classroom and an established management plan when going into the school year, I really think you're setting up yourself and your kids for success. All month, I'm going to be talking about getting ready for the new school year. My guests this month are coming on to talk to our new teachers, our teachers who are fresh out of college and getting ready to start their first year, and even those teachers who are getting ready to start their student teaching. I'm also sharing tidbits of information uh, about my new course that is launching And it's going to be launching this month. So I'll be sharing things that are going to help you get ready for the new school year. And if you find any of these things that I'm talking about in the next month helpful, then you'll want to head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com and sign up for the free course or purchase the course. All the links, everything you need will be over on the simplyorganizedteacher.com. All right, let's dive in. This week, I'm answering all of those questions about what you can be doing right now. So today when this is launching, it's July 2nd, which means you still have about a month of time left before you head back to school. And I wanna make sure that you're using that time to relax, to rejuvenate, and to enjoy your break. But I also know that summer is a great time for us to plan ahead and get ready for the next school year. So here are 10 things that you can be doing right now to prep for the upcoming school year. Number 10, choose books for the first week. If you're an elementary teacher, then you will be reading tons of books that first week of school. Whether it's for a social lesson or a way to introduce yourself to the class or introduce a new concept, you need books. You need books, 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 and more books. 
I, of course, have some favorites that I read, but to be honest, I kind of got tired of reading them every year. So try changing it up if you have been reading the same books. I'll point you in the direction of a couple teacher bloggers who share great ideas for read-alouds. Uh, the first one is Amy Lemons with Step Into Second Grade. I've been following her all my years of teaching, thanks to my good friend, Holly Sadler, who introduced me to her. And she has a ton of great resources and units around this very topic. Also, check out Vera. She has a couple of Instagram accounts I follow, but the one that I'll recommend for this podcast is her Diverse Reads account. She shares tons of books that feature characters of different races, abilities, religions, sexual orientations, you name it, she's sharing it. And this is a great place to go to get some ideas for different books that you can be reading with your kids to be giving them that diverse learning experience. Also, if either of you have connections with them, I want both of them on the podcast. So I've tried reaching out to them, but yeah, help a girl out if you can. Anyways, back to the books. Gather about 15 to 20 books and place them on a whiteboard ledge or somewhere in your room where you can access them easily when you have a couple minutes or need something to do. This is my go-to emergency plan if I need some time to kill during the first week of school, like my first year of teaching when I accidentally packed up my kids to go home an hour before dismissal time. Number nine, create a newsletter template or just decide how you're gonna communicate with parents. You can use an online app like Seesaw or Blooms. You can also go old fashioned and do newsletters. Whatever you decide, plan out your routine for when you're gonna work on it, when you'll send the information home to parents. Be mindful about uh, my first year, I did a newsletter every single week and I never did a newsletter again after that because it was like the thing I, I loved it as a finished product, but I hated the process of doing it because I did it every week and I included pictures and it was really just a time suck. Um, so think about that. How often are you going to communicate with parents? Be realistic in what, how frequent you're going to communicate with them. Number eight, set a budget for your classroom. As teachers and especially new teachers, it's so tempting to just buy all of the things, but set a budget. Remember, this is your job, not your home, not your life. It's your job. And while decorating and setting up a classroom and making it cute is fun and it's worth it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Creating a cute room is so much fun, but don't go overboard. Try to remember your classrooms from when you were in school. Do you remember what border was on the wall or the charts hanging on the wall? Likely not. So your kids probably won't remember them either. Maybe you don't have a ton of excess money to spend on your classroom or you just choose to not spend your money that way. Take heart in remembering that the decorating is usually more for us than it is for the kids. Yes, I absolutely believe in a cohesive, a cozy, a cute room, but nowadays I feel like people take it overboard and it's excessive and it can be deflating when you're looking at it online. But when I see things like that, I remember that my kids come first. I don't wanna over-decorate my classroom, over-stimulate my kids. I also want to spend my time and money on things that are actually going to impact the kids. And decorations isn't necessarily one of those things. Number seven, decide on classroom jobs. I am a firm believer that kids need ownership in their classroom. And one way we do this is we have them be responsible for jobs around the room, from stacking chairs to sweeping to organizing papers. Really, anything can be a job and any kid, no matter what grade level, can have a job. And most kids will gladly do whatever you ask them because they just want to help and they just want to please you. For example, dusting. My girls loved to dust, so make a job out of it. Whatever you do, make sure they have jobs that pick up the classroom at the end of the day so you don't have to. 
Hopefully when you come back in your classroom after bus or car duty, you can walk into a nice and picked up room. This does a few things. One, makes custodians job a lot easier. Two, it helps clear the clutter and allow for a space for you to work and do things when you come back in. And number three, it clears that mental clutter. You can read more about how I implemented classroom jobs by going to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash classroom dash jobs. Number six, choose one focus for the year. As a teacher, there are so many things you have to do each and every year, each and every day. And as a new teacher, this might be kind of hard to decide what you want to do because you want to try all of the things. And what I'm about to share is speaking more towards teachers who've already taught at least a year, but still listen and take what I'm saying into consideration and think about how you could do it and adapt it for yourself. So if you listen to episode number 43 about packing up a room, then you heard me talk about listing out things at the end of the school year from last year that you want to approve on this year. Well, now it's time to take that list out and narrow it down to one or two topics. For example, my second year of teaching, I really wanted to focus on guided reading because I wasn't successful with it my first year. One year, I decided to focus on flexible seating, one year math, small group teaching. The idea is to have an overarching theme for your year that you want to work on improving. Then as you make decisions for the new year or during the year, you make them with this focus in mind. If your focus is small group teaching, then you attend PD throughout the year on the topic. You talk with other teachers about it. That's what you spend your time searching on Pinterest, not all the other random things to distract you. You don't get caught in the weeds trying to do everything because you can't, you cannot do everything. So you pick that one focus. You also can share that plan with your administration during your beginning of year, like goal setting process and receive their support. Teaching is so incredibly overwhelming and the start of the school year can be so fun and exciting, but also really overwhelming. One of the biggest questions or the struggles that I saw teachers asking last summer was, what can I be doing right now to get ready for this school year? I saw both veteran teachers asking that and first-year teachers. But my constant answer to that question was, work on your behavior management plan, outline your routines, and decide how you want to organize your classroom. Those are like the three things that you could be doing. But this year, I have an even better answer than just those three things. The Kickstart Your School Year course was designed to help you start a new school year. Whether you're a first-year teacher, you're an experienced veteran teacher, you're going to have clear, actionable steps for setting up and organizing your classroom, as well as a detailed plan for managing your students and starting your school year on the right foot. You can get all the info you need at thesimplyorganizedteacher.com slash kickstart. I am so pumped to finally be launching this course that has been an idea in my brain for a couple of years now. This course is designed to help you, the overworked, busy, stressed out teacher. We're going to walk through how to plan for self-care, create detailed management plans, discuss how to organize and decorate your classroom in a way that works for you. And you're also going to think about how to create your plans for the first few days, first week of school. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can get all the information and sign up for the course at the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash kickstart. Teachers are always learning, or at least we should be. If we decide that we no longer need to learn, then we also need to realize that we no longer need to be in the classroom. So take this summer time to find some sort of online professional development that you can do to help you prepare for the upcoming year. I shared about some of the great ones that I promote and stand behind on episode number 45, so you can head there and check it out. 
Also think about that goal you just set in step number six, whatever it is that your focus is going to be this year, find some kind of PD on that that you can attend, whether it's in person or from your couch this summer. You can also check out the course that I created about starting a new school year organized and efficiently. That's launching this month, and that would be a great resource for you to participate in as you're getting ready for this new school year. The Simply Organized Classroom ebook is another resource at a little bit of a lower price point with all sorts of information and a workbook to help you organize and manage your classroom for the school year, and you can get that just by going to the shop on my website. Perhaps you want to be better this year about separating work from home. Maybe that's your focus for the upcoming year. You want to leave work at a reasonable time and go home and enjoy your evening, enjoy your weekend. Then you can join the 40-hour work week, the program that's designed by Angela Watson. I talk about it with her in episode 27 and also on episode number 45. But this is a great resource to invest in and work on this summer to help you reduce the amount of time that you spend at school. You have, from, uh, you have from June 15th to July 15th to sign up for the program, but this is a great way to learn during the summer how you can make better use of your time during the school year. Or maybe you want to focus on engagement strategies, then buy the book Wildcard by Hope and Wade King. So just find something. I've shared a ton of ideas here, a ton in episode number 45. Just find something that can help you prepare for the upcoming school year. Number four, create a management plan. This is so, so crucial. Guys, I cannot say this enough, especially to the first-year teachers that are listening right now. Before you have done one organizational or decorative thing in your classroom, develop a management plan. You have to. Your cute, organized, cozy room will be useless if you don't have control of your students. So I talked about this a ton on the blog, on the podcast with other podcast guests, so I'm not going to go into it here. I'm just going to share the resources, and I'll link to them in the show notes for you to go and hear more in-depth on this topic. So Simply Teach episode number 11 is four must-have behavior management plans. Simply Teach number 13, four steps to classroom management, is another episode you can listen to. Linda Cardamus with Teach for the Heart has a classroom management 101 course. You can get that by going to bit.ly slash tsot teach for the heart. I also wrote a blog, How to Implement Classroom Management Procedures, and you can find that on the blog at simplyorganizedteacher.com slash implement classroom management, and that would be a great thing for you to read after you develop your management plan and then read about how to implement it. Number three, create a time management plan, because as a teacher, you will never have enough time. Just give that up. So decide now what days you're going to stay late or go in early, what days you're going to leave on time. Remember to assign theme days for each day of the week so you know what to work on when. Number two, establish routines. So this expounds on a top of classroom management plan. A management plan is like the base layer to your classroom. These are the expectations you lay out for your kids and how you'll handle rewarding them and assigning consequences. But routines are the next layer of the cake. And we talk about this in the course launching. So head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com. Links will be there and you can learn more about how to develop routines. But essentially you wanna write out each and every Thing that will happen in your day. Transitions, expectations for sharpening pencils, all the little things that go into a day, think about them, write them out, and write out how you'll teach it. And then you'll have it ready for the first week of school. All right, and last, number one, plan for meet the teacher night. This is a really important night because this is your first impression with the kids, and I think more importantly, with the parents. New teachers out there, we are all babies when we start teaching, or at least when I think about the traditional route to teaching, of going to college and being hired for a teaching job at 22, which is just crazy, right? 
Anyways, you want to make sure you communicate non-verbally to your parents and to your students that you are prepared for this task. Do this by having an organized, clean, and simple classroom. No clutter, not too much stuff on the walls. Remember, less is more. Then have a flow for Meet the Teacher Night. Have stations for kids and for parents. Again, the more structured you are, the better you will accurately communicate how serious you are about this job. And I have a whole blog post dedicated to 10 ways to make a memorable Meet the Teacher Night at the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash night activities. So if you found this episode helpful, I want to point you to my course launching this month. There are a couple options here. You've got a free option to just kind of get the basics for how to start your new school year, or you can also purchase the course. So go to the simplyorganizedteacher.com. Everything will be there for you to help guide you in starting this new school year out effectively. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. 10 things you can do. Let me run through them really quick one more time. Number 10, choose books for the first week. Number nine, create a newsletter template or communication plan for your parents. Number eight, set a budget for your classroom. Seven, decide on classroom jobs. Six, choose one focus for your year. Number five, sign up for some kind of PD or do some kind of at-home PD to help you grow in your teaching career. Number four, create a management plan. Number three, create a time management plan. Two, establish routines and write them out. And number one, plan for Meet the Teacher Night. All the links, everything you need. I shared so much valuable information here. Everything will be on the show notes. So just head to the website and you will find it all there. And then I will be back here next week. So until then, have a great week and get planning. I want to let you know about Prep for the First Day, a free three-day challenge that I am hosting over on my website, The Simply Organized Teacher. In the course of three days, you will get simple, actionable steps to getting prepared for the first day of school. Guys, it's coming up soon and we need to be prepared. We're going to go over how to set up your classroom in an organized way. I'll share with you a checklist of things needed for the first day, as well as encourage you as you begin a new year with organization and management tips that I think every teacher needs prior to the first day. Join me by signing up at the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash three day challenge. I'll see you over there. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and access to the Simply Organized Teacher email list is all over my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at thesimplyorganizedteacher. Guys, I want to be your social media friend. I want to interact with you, so come find me. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.